Grass. Okay, so we're going to pick it up from Daf Mem on the days. The Gemara by the two dots. What does it mean in the Pasuk? First Ahmed is still a Gadita, still connected to Bikr Chaylam, and then Mishnah is. Yeah, the two dots on the Memam is based. What does it mean? The Pasuk says that Hashem told Yechezkel that he should prepare himself for Golos by taking vessels that you need in Golos. So, what are vessels that you need in Golos? Zuner, this is an example, is a, a fire. Kara, a bowl. Vishatiach, and a rug. These are items that are portable and you need them when you're in Golos. You need them when you're moving. Okay, so the Gemara continues. The Pasuk says, part of the Teichah is Bechayser Kol, that Klal Yisrael will have to serve other, other nations, Bechayser Kol, without anything. So what does it mean, Bechayser Kol? Amr Ami, Amr Rav, Ner, we won't have that Ner, we won't have a table. These are all punishments that even the things that you generally have in Golis, you're not going to have. Rav Chizda, Amr Isha, means you won't get married. Rav Sheshis, Amr Shamish, without a Gabai. Rav Nachman, Amr Rav Nachman says it's without Das. Tana, okay, we'll talk about Bloy Das in a second. And Tana, the Brisa teaches Bloy Melach, Bloy Revov, without salt, without grease. Those are things that give flavor to food. So you'll have food, they just won't be the same level of time during, during Golis. Now, the Gemara talks about Das over here. We're going to continue talking about the importance of Das. Das is obviously translated as knowledge for Torah, but specifically, I want to say this, specifically, Das is the, uh, the Balatani explains that that. The das is the ability to focus. The ability to focus is das. Chachma, the Balatani says, is big picture, bina is details, and das is the ability to hold on. If someone has uh, ADD or ADHD, there's a chsarn in their das. That's specifically the midah that's connected to the ability to hold on, to focus. So the Gemara says, Amr we have a tradition, a real ani is someone who doesn't have das. Someone has not ability to focus on Torah and focus on learning and his ability to en- engage himself and be completely immersed in what he's doing uh, when he's learning, that's considered a real ani. B'marova Omer, they used to say in Eretz Yisrael, this was a song when I was younger, Didabei Kulabei, right? Didabei means, this is Avon Didabei, right? In, in, in it, Kulabei, everything's found in Das. Deloida Bay, if you don't have it, Mabei, then what do you have? Yeah. Zemasha Amar Bimarova. This is Amib Marov. I'm not going to sing it. Ma Bay, Duck. No, 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 we're not singing. Duck, honey. It's really not the best song. No, no, it's, it's, been, it's been a long time since I've heard that song. Duck, honey, if you're Koina Das, if you acquire Das, Ma Chose, what are you missing? Dodoloi Koni, and if you're not Koina, Ma Koni, then what do you have? Okay, fine. The Gemara continues. Amr of Alexandri, Amr of Chiyabar Abba. Ein ha-choyla oymed mecholyoy ad shemoychle el-kovin For a choyla to get better, Hashem has to forgive him for all of his averis. Meaning as long as there's still some of his averis that are still there, there's going to be a kitrig against him and it's going to be hard to get a full refuah. For a full refuah shalema, you need to have Hashem forgive you for all of your averis. Sickness, I would assume so. I would assume it's talking about that type of sickness. That's what I would assume. So the Gemara continues. That's again, I would assume. The Gemara says, He forgives all of your virus and then he'll, he'll heal all of your illnesses. 
Rav Amunah says that when he recovers, then you go back to the way you were. Meaning, not only when Hashem when Hashem heals you, you, you know, it's not like it whatever doesn't kill you uh, doesn't make you incredibly weaker. It, you go back to the way it was. You go back to your youth. Shnemar rutafash basaroi minoyar yoshev lamealumav. That uh, that uh, the, 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 his flesh, when it becomes healed, will go back to the the flesh of a youth. Kol mishkave hafachta mecholyoy, and then. He's he's he, he, he his illness is removed. I mean, once your illness is removed, then it's then it's it's going back to your youth. Now Amar Rav Yosef. Now the Gemara says like this. The Gemara says that one of the uh, um, one of the signs of illness is called Mishkavei Hafachta That his illness turns everything over. Everything was turned over. Meaning that an illness can can cause irreparable damage to the body. So the Gemara says, in what capacity? So it says, Rav Yosef, you could forget your learning, meaning one of the signs of a really great illness is it can cause someone to forget his Torah. So the Gemara says, this is not a coincidence that Rav Yosef was the one who's saying this. The Gemara says, Rav Yosef, Cholash, Rav Yosef himself got ill, and he forgot his learning. And Ahadre Abaya Kameh, Abaya retaught, Abaya was his student, and Abaya who received Torah from Rav Yosef, taught it again to Rav Yosef when he forgot his learning. And the Gemara says, And this is why you have throughout Shas, you have the following statement. You have, You'll have throughout Shas, sometimes you'll have it, Rav Yosef saying, I don't remember this teaching. And Abaye says, Not only, not only was it taught, you were the one who taught it to us. This is because that was at the period of time where Rav Yosef got ill and forgot his learning. So the Gemara says the following, just continuation, we'll run through this fairly quickly, it's like, um, uh, the continuation of, of, of people forgetting the learning during illnesses. The Gemara says, When Rebbe was formulating the Mishnayis, he would have 13 versions of each Mishnah, and he would refine it and refine it, eventually it would become a Mishnah, the rest would be Brises and Tiseftis. So the Gemara says, Rebbe had 13 aspects of his halacha. On a certain topic, he would have 13 different permutations, different permutations, different uh, elements, but it would be 13 basic uh, elements that would turn into the Mishnayis. Now, Agmei L'Ravchia, he taught Ravchia. Ravchia was known to have braises. Ravchia was known to have very authentic braises because Rebbe taught him directly a lot of the Mishnayic teachings. But for some reason, it's unsheer, unclear, the Mashah talks about this, he taught him 7 out of 13. He taught him 7 out of 13. So Ravi Danasi had 13, uh, uh, different, uh, different nuances and different Mishnayis, Bryce's Tanoic literature. He had thirteen versions, and he taught seven to Rav Chia. Okay, Shiva Minhay L'Soif Cholash Rebbe. At the end, Rebbe got ill, and he forgot his learning. Going with that, also was all thirteen were forgotten. Now Ihade Rav Chia Kamei Hanu Shiva Ape Digmore. Rav Chia reminded Rebbe of the seven that he taught him. So now we have seven that are back to being recovered, but there's still six that are gone because Rav Yudanasi was the only one who knew it, and he had and he had forgotten his learning. So the Gemara says, but there were six that were lost. So there was a certain launderer. It's interesting. This might be the, I don't know if this is the same one that there was a Rav Yudanasi's funeral, right? There was a certain launderer who was normally there, and one day he wasn't there, and they said that whoever is at the funeral was straight to Haba, and that launderer wasn't uh, wasn't there, and he felt bad. He jumped off the roof and he killed himself, and he still had a chelik in Elam Haba. It's also I don't know. We had it recently. That's in Ksuvis. So so it's in the end, end of Ksuvis. So the Gemara says. So I mean, maybe it's the same. I don't know. Maybe it's just different launderer. But there was a certain launder, Habishmiel Rebbe Kadavagarsli, that he was by Rebbe a lot, and he would overhear Rebbe 
when Rebbe would learn the 13 Mishnayis for the first time, Rebbe would learn it out loud, because the Gemara says he's supposed to learn Gemara out loud, so Rebbe learned it out loud, and, and, and this launderer um, heard all the teaching, and I guess he had like a photographic memory, so he, he remembered it. So the Gemara says, so Azul Ravchia went to the launderer, learned the other six teachings. The and then Ravchia taught all thirteen back to Rebbe. So the Gemara says, when Rebbe would see this launder, Rebbe, Rebbe would say to the launder, you made me and Chia. Meaning because you taught us Torah, you gave us life, you you reinstated me and Chia. And Ikadami, some have a slightly different version. You made Chia and Chia made me. Okay. The Gemara continues. The fact that a fever goes away is a greater miracle. That fire in the body, that fact that it goes away, is a greater miracle than the fires that protected that that were not that didn't touch Hanani Mishal Nazaria. Why? I Hanani Mishal Nazaria went into a furnace and they came out alive. But he says over there, Shal Hanani Mishal Nazaria What were they saved from? They were saved from a physical fire. A physical fire is something you could put out. You could put it. It has uh, it has an element. It has uh, it has heat, and you could put it out easily. So okay, so it's not such a great miracle that they were saved. But he says, "Zeshel chayil A fever is a fire from heaven. It's not. It's 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 a fire that doesn't have the same type of elements. It's straight from Hashem, and who's able to put it out? So every every fever that gets put out is a miracle greater than the putting out of the fires of Hanani Mishal Azariah. Continuing with the teachings of Rav Alexandria Mechibarabba. Once a person's end comes, once it's time in Shemayim, that your time comes to an end, then even things that are not so powerful will be able to overcome you. Meaning once Hashem decides that this is your time to come to an end in this world, then Hakol Moishlin, anyone can, can overcome him, because they're all going to be Shluchim for Hashem, and, and even a small fever that wouldn't have taken him down earlier, now can. The Pesach says, that Kayan says, whoever's going to find me is going to kill me. Even people that are weaker than me, once it's my time, once Hashem gives me over, then anyone can take me down. Rav Amar min Hadakra, Rav says from a different Pesach, the Pesach is, They stand according to you, they're all your servants, meaning everyone's an Evet to serve Hashem, to take this person down. Now, the Gemara brings two stories that are aligned with this, of how basically when it's one person's time to come to an end, even crazy stuff, even things that are fluke accidents that you wouldn't be worried about, it'll happen because the whole world is 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 trying to serve Hashem to 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 to, to be a shliach. The Gemara says, Rabbi Sheila Amrule, Rabbi Sheila said, uh, they, they told Rabbi Sheila Shchiv Gavra, a certain a person passed away. What was the story? Zutra. He was a tall man and he was riding a small uh, mule. Mota titura and he got, he was on a bridge, and the, the mule was frightened and kicked him off. He fell into the water and he passed away, which is a pretty random, for, especially for a taller man on a small mule, you'd think that he'd be able to recover from that, or you wouldn't be knocked off. Mules are very small, he's very tall. It's just also, he gets kicked off on the part of the bridge, he falls into the water and he drowns. It's a pretty, you know, random case. But That's what the Pasuk means. Once it's your time to come to an end, then... Anyone could be Maishal you, even a small mule can overcome a large person. A similar story, Shmuel Chaz Elhu Karukthia the Akrava, Yesiv Al Krukiv Avernara. Shmuel saw a frog that had on its back a scorpion. 
and the scorpion was riding the frog across the river, which is obviously uh, a very uh, a very strange shidduch. And the Gemara says that you see it going across. It goes across the river, and it goes stings a person and kills him. So you see that that, that frog and that scorpion were shluchim in order to come across. Says, oh, that's, that's what it means. That's what the Pasuk is referring to. Amr Shmuel. The Gemara continues, again, uh, riding right along. So Shmuel says, we're only mevakar choyla, we're only mevakar choyla for someone who has a fever. Now the simple pshat what this means is, that if you don't have a fever, you don't have to visit him. That's obviously crazy, that that, that can't be the pashab pshat, because if chasasham, someone has cancer, that they don't have a fever. So what, what, what does he mean when he says that, if you have fever, we'll visit you, if not, not. What does he refer to? I mean, there's some type of illness, you shouldn't visit the person. So the Gemara says, what illness is he referring to that you don't have to visit them, but you shouldn't visit the person if they don't have a fever? What is this referring to? So it's referring to the following You shouldn't visit someone who has stomach issues, who has an eye hurt, eye pain, or a headache. Now the reason is, I'll say it out so we'll say it inside, stomach issues because it's embarrassing. They're going to be running to the bathroom. They have stomach issues. You shouldn't visit them because they're going to be embarrassed. The whole purpose of visiting them is to make them feel comfortable. You're going to make them feel uncomfortable. The problem and with the eye and the headache, these are all examples of illnesses that don't have fevers. That was his way of saying you shouldn't visit these people. The eye and the headache, um, when you visit someone, you talk to them. These illnesses... Um, it's, 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 it's worse when you talk. It's better for them to just be sitting quietly in the dark and they'll feel better that way. By you visiting them, you're actually prolonging and making the illness worse. The Gemara continues, um, um, I understand why you don't have to visit someone who has stomach issues. It's embarrassing that they have to run to the bathroom. It's embarrassing. Why should you not visit someone who has eye issues and a headache? So Mishum to Rabbi Yehuda, it's like Rabbi Yehuda teaching Dhamma Rabbi Yehuda, Dibura Kashya Leena Umail Ishta. Someone who's speaking, speaking, physical speaking, is not good for if you have an eye issue, but it's good if you have a fever. So when you have a fever, it's good for people to visit you, you'll talk it out, you'll you'll feel better just talking and you know moving around. Um uh, there are certain illnesses. You see this, like uh, even the beginning, like the, uh, the COVID. I remember there were a lot of people that, like, if you stay in bed for too long, you get, it's going to get move around a little bit. But if you have an eye pain or a headache, talking is actually worse. And okay, fine. One more uh, line about this, and we'll get to the second Amid has a little bit more of these random makaratas, and we'll do the regular mission. Amir Rava, Hai Ishta, Rava says this fever ilav de parvanka de malacha de musa. If it wasn't a, a one of the uh, one of the weapons of the malachamovis, meaning if it wasn't an illness, mal, it would actually be good for you. Meaning a fever is actually very good for you. It's a, um, so I saw it, this could be because it is fighting infection, and also every once in a while for the body to sort of it's like a like a reset for the body. It's it's actually it, it would not be bad for you, if not for the fact that it could it could lead to death. But if not for the leading to death part, it would actually be good for you. Go to the next page. Correct. 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 Yeah, but I'm saying I, I think also it, 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 the, the 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 it's like a recharge for the body. You eat less, you sleep a little more. I, I'm not sure, but the, the, it could be what you're saying also is that it, it does it, it fights off infection. If it, if meaning if it was not something that was is an illness, it would actually be not a bad thing. The Gemara says the Musa Mali will be good like thorns for a palm tree, like thorns thorns protect the palm tree. So to a fever is protecting the body. I would say it would be good once every 30 days. 
and it's like terakia. Um, terakia, um, the 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 the, the, the is more like like an antidote. It's like an antidote for the body, meaning it's like a cure for it's a cure for poison. So conceptually, fevers are not really bad thing. But the Gemara says, "I'd rather not eat, and I don't want it's an antidote. I'd rather you know you could keep your fever. I'm, I'm good with not having fever." Does the Gemara discuss anywhere the fact that our bodies change since the time of the Gemara? Uh, not from the Gemara, but it's very clear that the Rav Avram ben Arambam discusses this in his introduction to in Yaakov. Maritzchias, the Ritzchias in the back of the Gemara, in a couple places points out there is a whole sugi in Yivamis, you probably know what that but there's a whole sugi in Yivamis that there was a shear and there were people who, who needed the bathroom but they didn't want to embarrass the Rav and they all lost the ability to have children. So the Maritzchias in the back of that Gemara says that, that medically that won't happen nowadays. If someone doesn't go to the bathroom, it won't cause uh, impotency. It's different parts of the body. Sterility is not going to happen. So he says the bodies have changed. Over right. 2,000 years, there's been a shino in the Metzias. That's what you have to say. But the Rav Avram and Rambam is the great Makar. If you look at the beginning of Enyakiv, there's a whole tshuva from Rav Avram and Rambam where he describes the discrepancies between science nowadays and science back then, and either it's the body has changed or we don't understand exactly the Metzias of the Gemara so much or we don't know the exact ratios. But that's. Uh, but I know Rav Yaakov Hillel actually does not. He's not into focusing on this. He, he's you know uh, he doesn't like uh, he doesn't like uh, uh, creating like theories on. On, on areas where science disagrees with Gemara, he says Gemara is MS, and then and 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 whatever he says. Instead of focusing, I was at a share of him once that he said instead of focusing on the point point one one percent of the Gemaras that you have a hard time, he says you should focus on the ninety nine point nine percent of the Gemaras that that uh, that is uh, that is uh, MS Lamita Imamish Benigla, you know Begoli Bechlal Befrat. Oh yeah. Oh really. Bingo. Yeah. I'm not, I, I, I stopped reading a long time ago. Yeah, for sure. Covenant. The Gemara continues. The Gemara says, Amr Abar Yaisan, Amr Chichil. Arson Yafalachayla. Arson is good for the Chayla or Fuasai. It's good for a cure. Arson is a good thing to eat. So my arson, what is that? I'm reviewing this on Chushla Desari Atikta Deresh Gafias. I needed this is a this is Steinzels. Um, it's old hulled barley from the beginning of the sifting process. Okay, it's good for the it's good for okay. Um, Rav Yosef Amar Rav Yosef says Smida Desari Atikta Deresh Nafia. It's fine. For, Oh, I'm sorry. So Abaya says it's barley that's been cooking uh, for a long time, like uh, like meat, like it's been like stewing. It's uh, it's barley that's been sifted from the beginning of the process. It's fine flour ground from old barley from the beginning of the sifting process. Abaya says that it's it's flour that's cooking again like a stew. Okay, a little bit weiter in this, and we'll back to regular Mishnahis. The Gemara says, Amr of Yechanan, Yechanan, boredom, boredom, ain't mevakrin. You should not visit someone who has the illness called boredom. The ain't maskir and shemoy, and you actually shouldn't even talk about boredom. 
Um, the reason why it's it's not because like a hocus pocus you shouldn't say the name of the illness. It, it's the type of illness that's um, it's very embarrassing for the person. You shouldn't even mention that they have it because it's embarrassing just the thought of it. It's basically a type of a tremendous amount of blood. It's either bloody hemorrhoids or it's some sort of bloody diarrhea. It's not. It's it's blood from that part of the body. So you don't visit the person because they don't want anybody to visit them. And don't even mention that they have it because if you talk about it, it's embarrassing for people to even hear that someone has it. It's not a very delicate thing to talk about. Um, it's like a spring of blood. That's bardam. It's bardam. It's a well of blood. It's a, it's a, it's a mine uh, Okay. Now, okay, back to the regular Gemara. So the Gemara continues. We said in the Mishnah that that if you assert benefit from someone, you're allowed to visit him uh, to be mevaker choylem standing up. You can't sit down. And it said You could heal him the healing of the soul, but not the healing of the body. So what does this mean? So the Gemara says, What does this mean? Okay, so you'll say, Rufuas Hanevish means for free. You could heal him for free if you're a doctor, but you can't heal him for Rufuas Haguf. That means for pay. Because then you're considered benefiting from the chayl. Here's the problem. So if that's the case, okay, I get it. Then just say that. That's a weird way to say it. If your point is the difference between free and charging, so you shouldn't say refuas hanefesh or refuas haguf. You should say refuas chinam, refuas schar. Just say that. So ella refuas nefesh gufoi, refuas maman behemtai. You know what it means? Refuas nefesh means healing the person. Refuas gufoi, monetary healing, is to heal his animals. Meaning, if, if let's say the, the chayla is not allowed to benefit from you, let's go with that approach. The chayla is not allowed to benefit from the, from, the, from the doctor. The doctor is still allowed to heal him. The reason being is because... He's not considered getting direct benefit because the person's not doing it to be a good guy. The person's doing it because it's a mitzvah from the Torah of Arapa Yerapa. He's a mitzvah to heal the person. The, the fact that he's benefiting from healing is considered ancillary. It's not really considered a hana. But you're not allowed to do is refuas haguf, which is to heal the guy's animal. Because the reason why you're allowed to heal him directly and it's not considered direct benefit is because you're doing it because that's the tziva from Hashem. You're listening to Hashem's command. But to heal the his animal, Hashem never requires you to heal animals. Being a vet is not a missive from the Torah. Therefore, you're not allowed to heal his animals because that's just benefit without a tziva from the Torah. The Gemara continues. Why up, wouldn't it be considered It's interesting. I guess it's indirect. That's actually interesting. I'm going to have to check that out. I mean, you're saying that it should be under, it should be under of Hashi uh, Teshivim or Hakim Takamima. Okay, I'm going to have to check that out. It's interesting. I'll have to check it out. The Gemara continues. While you're not allowed to heal his animal, you are allowed to give him medical advice. Because that's considered so indirect that that's not considered direct benefit. So you could say, oh, take this medicine, take this medicine. That's fine because you're not actually administering it. Okay. You ever give a share on becoming a well, uh, you can't, I, I, the, 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 not really, because uh, the 90%, I, I, statistically 90% of what a vet does is, is, uh, is, uh, is castration. 
uh, is spaying and neutering pets, which you're not allowed to do from the Tyrus. I, I, it would be a very, very, very hard profession had, to be an Orthodox very, Jew. Had I've had very few, but it's it's a very hard profession to be an Orthodox Jew, considering 90% of what they do uh-huh. is spaying and neutering, which you're not allowed to do from the Tyrus. Uh-huh. And the only way that you do it if you have a dog is maybe the Aruch HaShulchan gave a hatter that you, you give it to one guy, you'll bring it to the doctor, and you don't do it directly. But to do it yourself as a vet, it's a, it's a vada I, I would I would assume it would be a very, very hard profession. I, like, I don't understand how it's possible. Uh, that type of thing. And it's not like a doctor where, okay, you know, you do Mekayim Mitzvah, what Mitzvah? There's no Mitzvah from the Torah. It's also from the Torah. So I, I, I would assume it's probably a very hard profession to be an Orthodox Jew. The, the Gemara, the, go to the Mishnah. Now we run through the last two Mishnahis. The Mishnah is talking about not benefiting from another person. If let's say I said I'm not going to benefit from Gavin, he's cut off from me, we could still go to the same swimming pool and still go to the still, uh, same bodies of water. We could ba- bathe in the same uh, bath, so that's a good, as long as it's a big bath. Because you're not benefiting from me being in there. I'm not enjoying it at all being in there. So the Gemara, the mission continues, you're not allowed to bathe in a small bath because when you go in a small bath, the water re- level rises. So by me getting in the water, it rises and it covers up more of your chest, which is a benefit. It's a very small benefit, but it's enough of a benefit. So you're not allowed to go in that level of a small uh, small bath because then you're benefiting from the person. You're not let a benefit from. The, the, I know, I, it's very, I told you, this is one of the hardest parts is to understand what's considered what's a monetary, also like, I guess I guess a warming water, that's something you'd pay for, so he is covering more of the, more of the body. You're allowed to sleep in the same bed, uh, because we're not, uh, you're not, uh, you're not warming each other. Okay, after halachically why that's allowed, there are chashulchan asses. Yeah, you're not warming. Uh, two opposite sides of the bed. That's fine. Review the Aimer, Moisachama, Lazen Vesham, Neshamane. Review the says, you're not allowed to do it in the winter because in the winter, where it's cold, uh, you'll naturally go to try to warm each other, and therefore that will be a benefit. You're allowed to sit on the same bed and eat together. You used to eat on reclining uh, couches. We're not afraid that if you're eating together, you'll fall asleep. You're allowed to eat on the same table, and we're not afraid that you'll come to eat from each other's food. But you're not allowed to eat from the same plate, the same trough, because if you're eating from the same trough, we're afraid that one person is going to say, I won't eat so much, you could eat a little more. Now I'm giving you more food, which is considered a hanah. But if there's so much food in the trough that there's going to be leftovers anyway, then it's fine because we're not afraid that even if I stop, it's not going to do anything. There's enough food for you, it's enough food for me. If there's plenty of food, then it's not a problem. So Tanya, just run through the Gemara. You're not allowed to bathe in the same bath. Rameir Shita is like this. Everyone agrees that it's only a problem in a small bath because then the water level will rise and in a, and in a bed during the winter because then you'll warm each other. But Rameir Asers as a Gzeira. Rameir says, if you're not allowed to go in a small bath, you're not allowed to go in a big bath. If you're not allowed to go in the winter, you're not going to go in the summer. Just Asers across the board. And Ravita says, no. Ravita says, no. It's only a problem if it's a small bed in the winter because then you'll warm each other. Ravita doesn't hold of these Gzeiras. He goes literally with the with the issue, you're allowed to also bathe in a big bath because our is not concerned of making gazeras. and you could go to him with a, a small shvitz because you're not adding any uh, warmth. It's already a shvitz. It's already very hot. This is all from the Mishnah. You're allowed to eat from him in a tamcha which means. 
Tamcha means you're not allowed to eat from the same trough because I, I'm going to stop eating. Meaning, if we're sharing a plate, forget about trough, we're sharing a plate of food together. A big, big chalom bowl. It's a problem because I'm going to stop eating because I want to make sure you have enough food. Then I'm giving you extra food. But if it's the type of food which is a tamcha achayzer, there's so much food in the chalom pot that there's enough for me to eat as much as I want and you to eat as much, and there's still going to be leftovers for the balabayas, then it's fine because then there's no concern. What, what could it be? We'll run through the last mission, last Gemara. The Mishnah says, if they're workers, they can't eat together from a trough because even if there's a lot of food, workers eat a lot. And because workers eat a lot, even if you think there's enough food, there may not be, and you're going to cut back, and the person's going to be considered benefiting. Rameir says that you're not allowed to meaning Rashi said, Rashi explains if you're working together in the fields, you shouldn't work right next to each other because, first of all, if he's ahead of you, he's going to be clearing out weeds, which now benefits you, or if he dugs, digs the ground near you, it benefits you because the ground near you is softer. So if you're going to work together you gotta you gotta separate what's the benefit that one has from another if they're both eating out of the same trough because one person is going to stop eating he's going to say oh, i want to make sure you have enough i'm going to stop eating so and i'm giving you benefit. more food i'm giving this kilo i'm giving you more food and if, if you don't eat it's a bigger benefit no what do you mean if they don't eat then he has much more food correct no no i'm, I'm saying you, you shouldn't you shouldn't arrange for such an, an eating uh, arrangement the point is if you're eating together you have to make sure it's in separate bowls then the Mishnah says, The Chum say it's fine, you could have work together in the same field, you just have to separate. Rav Meir asers it because, as we had before, Rav Meir asers uh, across the board. So Rav Meir says, if you can't work together next to each other in the field, you can't work at distance. The Chum say, no, it's fine, as long as you give yourself enough distance, it's fine. The Gemara speaks out, Everyone agrees you're not allowed to work together right next to each other by the field, because by me clearing out the weeds, it helps you, and by me softening up the ground, it helps you. Mm-hmm. The Machlekes is where there's a distance from each other. Rav Meir says, we're going to ask her, if you're far away, lest you come to do it when you're close, and when you do it close, you're softening the ground for me. And this is Rameir Lashitasa that he asers, makes gzeris in these discussions. Rabbanan Sabri like and the Rabbanan feel that there's no need to make a gzeira. Therefore, as long as there's enough distance, then it's going to be okay. All right, we'll stop here. Pick it up tomorrow.